Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, Master Coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. And I'm here to guide you through real, raw, and honest conversations about what it takes to navigate life as a high achiever without the frustration, overwhelm, anxiety, and exhaustion. In this podcast, we deal with topics such as self-image, self-worthiness, and your physical and emotional well-being. I want to make you understand that you matter and that you need to be a number one priority in your life. On this podcast, you get to love what you do, but love yourself more. I want you to stop just surviving and start thriving. So full disclosure, listeners, I hit record on this podcast, and I'm not fully sure what is going to come out of my mouth for this episode. But I like to do episodes like this because it shakes that perfectionism of mine that can still rise to the surface um, and forces me to just really sink into my intuition, trust myself, trust my guidance. And this is such a big part of the work that I do with my clients So many of you are struggling with things because you simply lack that self-trust and you keep yourself in decision paralysis without being able to make a move forward. So we get that stuck feeling in our life, right? We want to do the things, but then we can't go do the things. So in case you wonder if this is something I still struggle with, it is. So today... What I'm going to talk a little bit about is share part of my business journey uh, because you may not know how my business started, where I came from, uh, and what it's looked like as it's grown and transformed, especially over the past, I believe this is my fifth year uh, running my business online. Prior to that, I had a bricks and mortar studio, and I've been an entrepreneur for almost two decades now. I've been a coach for almost two decades, which is really mind-blowing to me, right? So when everybody says, oh my gosh, you just, you're exploding, I didn't just explode. I've been at this for almost two decades. So I'm so grateful that I'm getting so much feedback. The podcast is growing, that more people are resonating with my work and really paying attention. But it wasn't always that way. So you know, my business really started as me being a personal trainer, grew that rapidly because, you know, so many women struggle with their body image and their nutrition. And then, you know, quickly from being a personal trainer, I dove more into nutrition. I'm really fast forwarding this story for you guys. I I created programs to help women really transform their relationship with food. So if you don't know that, I have a program called EAT, E-A-T, which stands for Education, Action, Transformation. And I grew that business in my bricks and mortar studio. I taught live classes. I would walk people through a program week by week, learning how to layer their nutrition, really learning how to tune into the things that were happening with them that had nothing to do with food. Because here's the thing, guys, food is not the problem. For every woman who comes to me because they're struggling with their relationship with their body and they think that, you know, 
finding the right diet is the solution. It's just not the case. All my clients are incredibly smart. Most of them know more about nutrition than I do, or equally as much as I do. It, so why do they why do they struggle so much? Why do they get so stuck? It's because it doesn't have anything to do with the food. It has to do with your beliefs about food and your body, what it takes to lose weight, what it takes to be healthy, uh, the baggage that we've been carrying around for years that has been passed down genera generationally from you know our mothers and our grandmothers. So anyways, long story short, this program that I was so in love with, and I was in love with it because it was my baby. I built it from scratch. I nurtured it. I grew it. I tweaked it. I played with it. I put more women through it and worked it some more. And it got amazing results for people. And I witnessed amazing transformations, not just physical, but emotional transformations. And I made the decision that I was going to move my business online. And I was going to grow this business because I wanted to impact women from around the world with my message. So I brought my business online. And I got to tell you, I got my booty kicked because I took a very successful offline business, moved it online, and just thought that it would explode. I had no understanding of online business, what it took to grow to grow an online audience. I just assumed that people would know about my work and would show up and buy my stuff and work with me. And it would be super simple and super easy, especially because I had the proven results. But here's the thing. Most people don't come online with a proven course. They build a course, they run beta tests online, they work on growing their audience, and then their course grows. Whereas here I came on with I, it was completely backwards. I had all the pieces and then was just so frustrated that I couldn't find the people. So this started, you know, a couple years of me really working hard and feeling incredibly frustrated so often uh, because I wasn't seeing the results I wanted. My message wasn't landing with people. You know, I was an amazing coach but I wasn't an amazing marketer. And for a lot of years, my business felt really, really hard. But I was so attached to making this program work and that this program was the key to my business success and everything I wanted in my life. I kept pushing the boulder up the hill, up the hill, up the hill. I had my fair share of disappointments and looking back now, I can actually see those disappointments were huge wins. I just had such unrealist, unrealistic expectations on myself that I couldn't see the wins in it. And to be quite honest, some of the results that I was trying to get, yes, I was there to help people and transform, you know, transform women's lives. And I was also, you know, trying to pay off a mounting debt that I had grown in my business because I wanted the financial freedom from that. So, you know, I was looking for this huge launch, this huge result so I could pay off my debt and move forward. So, you know, when I didn't achieve those results, there was always this certain amount of disappointment. Now, like I said, I can look back now and see all these amazing lessons. Um, but in the moment, I couldn't. So, Fast forward, you know, I started doing some more coaching that had nothing to do with nutrition. And in fact, 
you know, a top level coach reached out to me and she said, I want you to coach me, Lisa, but I don't want you to coach me about food or my body. And I was like, okay, but that's not really what I do, but we can do it. And she's like, no, I don't think you realize what you do. So I coached her and it was as transformational for me as it was for her, because I really realized that, um, what people wanted me for was really not the widgets, not the PDFs, not the course, but what I brought to coaching, the perspectives that I brought, the, the questions that I asked, my ability to hold space and my superpowers, being able to see in people what is holding them back, walk them into the light so that they can choose another perspective. My clients often come to our coaching calls not even knowing what the problem is or what they're going to talk about. And those can be some of the most profound sessions because stuff always shows up. It's just the way it is. Great coaches know how to lead. We know how to ask great questions. We know how to listen. We're not here to give advice. So anyways, continue on with this coaching. But I'm like, I was so committed to making Eat this amazing course that I kept putting down the coaching pushing the pushing the boulder up the hill launches spending money taking huge risks and i don't regret any of it except that i was so attached to that course and during this episode i want you to think about the things that you're attached to in your life that maybe are preventing you from seeing another way because the universe had clearly laid out another path for me with coaching but I was like, no, 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 I got to I gotta keep doing this. I got to keep doing this thing. I committed to it. I'm committed to it. I built it. I grew it. I don't want to quit. I don't want to be a failure. I don't want to be that person that gives up. So I kept struggling. I kept suffering. I kept seeking mentors. I kept looking outside of myself for somebody to help me, to give me the answer so that I could create what I wanted. Can you, can you hear the flaw in all of that? All right. So 2017 rolls around. It's funny now to look back on the, the timeline. 2017 rolls around. And I decided I was ready to step into this bigger coaching. I'd worked with a lot of high-performing people, a lot of overachievers, I knew they were coming to me for the bigger picture. They were looking for better, you know, physical and emotional wellness. It didn't necessarily mean always looking at what they ate. In fact, some of my most successful clients took us months before they could even look at their foods. Now in 2017, so that's when I rebranded and I really stepped into this, this idea of full frontal living. And I want to tell you a little bit about full frontal living so you understand it. Full frontal living is about no longer numbing or avoiding the things in our lives that we can't be with. So the thoughts that we're thinking about ourselves, the emotions that we're feeling. Full frontal living is about having the courage to do that work on yourself, to have those big conversations, to have those questions asked and those perspectives shift. Full frontal living is about showing up and walking courageously forward in your life, feeling it all and knowing exactly how to navigate your emotions so that they're not holding you hostage. And the truth is, 
if you're not doing this work, if you're if you're not knowing how to navigate your emotions, your emotions are running you. Your thoughts are running you. I know they were for me in my life until, you know, I had to sit and get really honest about them. So Full Frontal Living came about through a conversation with one of my coaches who was a client at the time. And we were, we were talking about this, how it's once you have this awareness and you're not willing to numb out by, you know, eating your woes away or, you know, drowning in social media or spending all your money. You know, I think for me, spending was a a really big way I numbed. Social media was a really big way I numbed. Um, you know, some people get into drinking drugs, etc. And of course, this all tied back to my work around addiction with my husband going into recovery and really understanding that eat was even bigger than I thought it was because it was really a recovery plan for people who struggled to get their nutrition together because we all need to understand how to put one foot in front of the other. So this is how Full Frontal Living was born. And the the day that it was kind of you know we were talking about what it was about ladybugs kept appearing everywhere and you know like at the gym there was a ladybug on the squat rack and then i go to the next you know fitness facility that i'm a part of i don't know what it was for to drop something off and there's another ladybug sitting there on the counter i'm like what is going on so i pay attention when signs like this show up so i googled a ladybug to find out more about it and ladybugs, this this is when it really landed for me what full frontal living was about. Ladybugs, unlike butterflies and caterpillars, so a caterpillar will go into a chrysalis, it'll stay there, and then it'll have to fight its way out in order to become this beautiful butterfly. And if anybody tries to open the chrysalis too soon, the butterfly will die. Okay, but it it, it transforms inside the safe cocoon. Ladybugs start out as these spiny, ugly creatures, and they transform into ladybugs fully exposed to all the elements on a leaf. And I read this, I remember sitting in my car and I started to cry because that really is, and I'm getting goosebumps now, that's really what this work is about. Those of you who are courageous enough to say, I can do this, I can do this. I can feel this. I want to live my life. I want to live a life where I can feel everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. Because, you know, as Brene Brown says, you can't fully experience joy if you don't allow yourself to fully experience sorrow and grief. We have to run the gamut of emotions. So this is when Full Frontal Living was really born, right? And I rebranded. And if you've ever been on my website, my website is such a great representation of who I am and what I'm about. You know, ferocious colors. I don't do pinks and golds and swirly things. We're talking reds and orange, you know, these these fierce colors that are also so warm and welcoming and powerful and grounded and loving. And I love my brand and I love my message and I love my copy. And then almost immediately, I went into massive resistance. I helped to write the copy on my website with my clients and amazing copywriters over at North Star Messaging. If you're looking for copywriters, just hit me up and I will, I'll put their link in the bio. 
phenomenal to work with. And so we collaborated on writing this copy. And I remember going to my website and reading my copy and thinking, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand my message. That's how much resistance I was in. So instead of stepping boldly forward and claiming my gifts and the women that I wanted to work with, I defaulted into what's the next thing? <laughs> what's the next thing? So even though I'm preaching full frontal living, I'm in full resistance of what it means to step into this next phase of my career. So what did I do? I decided to write my book. So if you don't know, I have a best-selling Amazon book called Let's Eat, How to Break the Addictive Cycle of Dieting, Lose Weight, and Make Peace with Food and Your Body for Life. You can find it on every Amazon platform. I decided to write that book. At the time, what I told myself, the story I told myself was I wanted to close that I wanted to close that loop of my work. I wanted to tie Eat Up with a big red bow. And I'd also at this time developed another program called Feelings and Food, which was really about the emotional part of eating and why we numb out with food and our relationship with our body. And uh, so I wanted to write this book to tie it up in a big red bow because I wanted to give everybody out in the world an opportunity to experience my work for $17.99 or $18.99, whatever the book is priced at now, instead of having to jump into a course that, you know, at the time when I was teaching it live, it was over $1,000. So I wrote my book, wrote it in record time. I had help with it. I'm not going to try and pretend like I wrote it myself. I did not. I don't know how people write books on their own. I needed help. My brain does not work that way. It was a huge undertaking. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about discipline because I would literally go to the coffee shop, turn off all tabs and just edit and write and write and write. And my book came out. Uh, let's see, we're in 20, the recording of this podcast, we're in 2019. So the book came out in 20, early 2018, right? Because when does everybody want to read about food and dieting and losing weight? January, February. So the book came out early 2018. And what was meant to put a pin in that work for me and close the loop on that work ended up having me swimming back to shore. So what do I mean by that? I got even more confused about my messaging. What are people going to know me for? People are going to think that I'm talking about food, but I don't really want to talk about food anymore because it's not about food. But the So the book, as proud of as I was of it, all of a sudden now I'm feeling even more convoluted in my message. People are loving the book and I'm not knowing where I want to go with it. I even had somebody say to me, wow, that's not the book that I thought you would write, Lisa which really kind of sat me back. So 2018 was spent in a considerable amount of resistance. So any of you listening, thinking that, you know, I've had this all figured out and it looks like my business has just been like this amazing, growing, blossoming thing. I want to tell you behind the scenes, it has not been that. It has not been that at all. There have been a lot of what I call tear and tantrum moments, face down moments. There have been so many times where I've been like, I'm out. I'm not doing this again. Like, I suck at this. I want to be a great entrepreneur, but I suck at this. So 2018, I really committed to working with my business coach, 
really stepping into what it meant to be a CEO. And I'm going to do future episodes around my relationship with money and everything I had to clean up there because it's not just about changing the thoughts you're thinking and the beliefs you're caring about money, but also how you're showing up to be a steward of your money, right? Like not opening your bills is not being a good steward of your money. Um, you know, not knowing how your money is moving about is not being a good steward of your money. Throwing your money at every Tom, Dick, and Harry hoping they'll have the answer is not being a good steward of your money. So there were a lot of things I had to transform. I also had to really step into what it, like I said, what it looked like to really be a CEO of my business. So it's great to be a master coach and amazing at my craft. But what did it look like to step into being an amazing business person and really taking ownership of all the layers and elements of that. So that was part of my 2018. So close to the end of 2018, things had gone a little sideways in my business. Because here's the thing, when you don't understand your message and when you're confused about what you're putting out there and when you're not showing up consistently talking about that message, people don't seek you out. So when you're all over the place, people don't know people don't know what you're doing. So my business took a nosedive in 2018. And it was really scary for me because I knew I had to begin again and I knew I had to get serious about letting go of the old so I could really embrace the new. I had to let go of believing that my course was the thing. I had to let go of old messaging. So by the end of 2018, I made some very bold moves. I unapologetically claimed who I was here to work with and how I work with people. I work with successful, high-achieving women who really struggle to make themselves a priority in their lives. They're at the bottom of their to-do list, and everything else matters more than them. They want to matter more in their lives. They just don't know how. They're exhausted. They're overwhelmed. They're frustrated. And they don't get why they can't just feel good because they're so good at making things happen, and they're so good at doing, doing, doing. But when it comes to them, they keep dropping the ball. And you may be listening thinking, oh, is she in my head? I might be. If you're here, you're in the right place. So I unapologetically claimed who I was here to work with and who I was here to serve. And I sent an email to my list with the subject line of, I'm deleting you. That was a really challenging decision for me. I had to work through a lot of emotion prior to sending that email. And I can only describe it as letting go and grief. And grief is an emotion that so many of us don't want to touch on. We don't want to acknowledge that that's what we're feeling because we're so afraid that if we grieve, we'll never come out of the sadness. So I had to grieve my programs. They're still around. My book is still around. They're still available to my clients. They're just in a different iteration. I no longer am interested in launching them to the masses. And who knows? Maybe that'll change in the future. Never say never. I don't know. Maybe I'll start giving them away. Who knows? But I had to, I had to grieve. I had to grieve all 
these visions that I had been holding for myself, I had to be willing to release them. I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive myself for holding on so tightly, for trying so hard, for believing that, you know, like I'd I'd told myself these stories that I was failing and I was never going to belong and I was a horrible entrepreneur because I couldn't I couldn't make this work. So to forgive myself for all the judgment that I was holding for not having my programs be as successful as I wanted them to be. And I had to grieve all the clients and the followers that had been with me for so long who I knew my work wasn't necessarily going to continue to resonate with. I had added more than 3,500 people to my list during a 10-day challenge that I had ran years ago. I knew they weren't going to be resonating with my message moving forward. And there were many clients that I'd worked with and achieved amazing results with that I knew weren't going to resonate with my message moving forward. And I think most of us can relate to what it feels like when we know we've outgrown something or someone or a relationship, how hard it is to leave because we care. I cared about these people on my list. But what was happening is I was suddenly no longer wanting to send out emails because nobody was opening them. Nobody was paying attention to them. So I sent out this email saying, I'm deleting you very bold subject line. I laid out very clearly and unapologetically who I was here to work with. And I requested that if they wanted to stay, that they click a link to stay because I wanted people to choose to stay with me. I wanted them to choose to stay in the room. And then we sent it. We sent it not only once, we sent it twice. I released over 2,000 people off my list. Now, in a world of online marketing where you're told your list is everything, who does this? But energetically, holding on to those people who I knew weren't a right fit for me was not serving me and it was not serving them. And I released them all with a tremendous amount of love and gratitude for them to go find their next coach or their next mentor or their next lesson. And just like when we purge our houses, whether it's of clothes that don't fit us or, you know, trinkets that we've got lying around, when we let go of things, we open up space for new energy to come in. And I knew in order for me to stay committed to my message of full frontal living, I had to let go of the shore. I had to let go of the past because it is way too easy to just go back to what's comfortable and familiar. And transformation demands that we step into unfamiliar territory. It demands that we get uncomfortable. It demands that we do the scary things. So I released those people. And I was left with a list of under a 1,000 people. And I was so incredibly grateful for every single one of those humans. And maybe you're one of them listening. Because those were people that raised their hands and said, I love your message, Lisa. I want to be around. I want to continue on this journey. And many of them have never bought a single thing from me. And I don't care. It's not about whether or not you buy coaching from me or sign up and do a program with me. I am here to create 
transformation in people, even if you're just listening to me. So some people would have been like, wow, that list is so small. But the way I looked at it was if I was standing in a ballroom on a stage facing 800 plus people, how would that feel? Pretty amazing, especially since every single one of them would be looking at me. And with my list of thousands of people, half of them had their backs turned to me. They didn't care what I was saying. I was just spam landing in their inbox. So now when I write an email, I do it with so much love and care and attention because the people on my list really want to hear from me. And that matters to me, right? It's, it's never been for me about how wide can I go. It's been about how deep can I go. Because full frontal living is about connection, community, integrity, intimacy. Those are important to me. Those are important values in my business. So I put a pin in my courses. I had my team take down my courses. Like I said, still, the book is still available on Amazon. If you struggle with food in your body, by all means, go and buy the book. If you're interested in, in finding out more about the courses, reach out to me. We've just we've taken them down because I needed to put them aside so I wouldn't be distracted by them. And I fully stepped into my message of full frontal living. I deleted all the client files. I purged hard copies of things in my house. I let go of old books and reference material and I went all in. And when I went all in, that's when everything changed. So this is not to say that business doesn't still have its ups and downs. If you were following me on Instagram last week, I got triggered big time and I found myself caught in old stories of, I suck at this entrepreneur thing. I'm failing. (laughs) Things aren't working. Oh my goodness. I was so in my own head trash about stuff, but I navigated it beautifully by honoring what I was feeling by recognizing, wow, these beliefs are still here and it's really time to let them go so that I can move forward powerfully. Because I don't have to get this perfect. I don't have to know every next step in my business. I don't even need to know what next course is, right? Like I'm going to be doing these mini masterclass, mini masterclass sessions, and I'm not even fully sure exactly what they're going to be on. I just know that I have this vision of holding a small intimate space for, you know, six to eight people doing hot seat coaching on topics that are relevant to what you need in order to move forward. And not everybody is ready to jump into working with me one-to-one. So it's, I'm constantly looking at how can I add things to serve my community in a way that is helpful for you and supports how I want to feel in my business and feels easy and feels good because I never want to feel like I'm pushing a boulder up the hill in my business again. If it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't feel easy, and, and let me be clear here, I can do hard things and it can feel easy, all right? It's all about perspective. Um, but never again will I struggle or push because I feel like I'm getting it wrong. So that's where we're at now. 
this is where full frontal living is at now. And now, because I was willing to let go of the attachment that I had to things looking and being a certain way in my business, my business has opened up incredibly. I work with the most phenomenal men and women around the globe who are having massive breakthroughs and transformation who are finding so much more peace and ease in their lives and their businesses and with their bodies, right? With their emotional and physical well-being, which means they're better able to show up as leaders in their business or leaders in their home. Because let's face it, if you're running the mom show, you are leading and we need to do it with less tantrums. So this episode was really to give you an honest look behind the scenes. Hopefully I've shared enough. I feel like there's so many more things that I could dive into, but I really wanted you, my dear listener, to understand that nobody has it together. I don't care how perfect their branding looks. I don't care what you're seeing from the outside. None of us, you know, and me in particular, I honor and appreciate everything I've built and grown. I'm not a celebrity. I, you know, I'm doing the same things that you guys are doing. And I'm just trying to do my best at lifing and at being a businesswoman and being a coach. I'm just here to do my best. I'm here to perform at a level of excellence, not perfection. And I want to show you guys what's possible, that it doesn't have to be hard, that there are other ways to grow your business and to transform your life. Things aren't meant to be hard. We're not here to be human doings. And I've talked about this before. So in this episode, what I want you to take away and what I want you to consider in your own life is what are you currently holding on to? that isn't serving you? What is it that you feel like you can't let go of? Maybe you're telling yourself the story like, I can't, like you're literally saying to yourself, well, I can't stop doing this or I can't not do this. And it might be, you know, it could be driving your kids to hockey practice, or it could be something in your business, could be something with your partner. But what are you, what are, are you telling yourself that you can't stop doing? Maybe it's your email. Who knows? We've all got stories, right? That that thing that you're holding on to so tightly that really isn't serving you. And then I want you to consider, what is it costing you to hold on to it? And what is the gain that you get out of holding on to it? So there was a payoff for me of gripping tightly to my course and to, you know, wanting to continue to try and get there there was a there was a payoff i get i get tripping over my words here i got to keep living in that story of i'm not good enough i'm not smart enough i don't fit in what's wrong with me right all those stories those have been long standing stories for me up until now i got to keep believing those stories by holding on to this was the way it had to be i also made it mean that I was failing. If I let it go, I'm failing and I don't want to be a quitter, right? This is a, this is a A type personality, high performer, high achievers, worst nightmare. We never want to be called a quitter. We will literally like bleed our way down to the bones before we quit. 
But we've never actually stepped back and asked ourselves, what is this really costing us? What is it costing you to hang on to this? Because everything is available to you when you realize that you're just making up stories in your head about what you're making it mean, right? As my mentor says, things only have meaning with the meaning that you give it. I'm going to say that again. Things only have meaning because of the meaning that you've given it. What would happen if you stopped being so attached to the way things, the way you want things to be, and opened up room and perspective for another way, right? Because attachment is what causes so much of our suffering. That attachment to that outcome that I wanted, this way that I had played it out in my mind that left no room for magic. I was so attached to that and it was causing all of my suffering, right? Because suffering is the distance from where you are to where you want to be. And I was choosing that. Nobody was making me. I was choosing that. So those are your takeaways from this episode. I want you to really sink into those questions and see where you are gripping tightly in your life. Now, for those of you who are ready, because you may or may not have already realized that this is part of what you're struggling with. I really want to encourage you to book an individual session with me. These one-to-one sessions are something I have just started. It's one hour, you and me. You don't even need to know what the problem is. You just need to know that there's something off in your life. My job is to lead the conversation and hold powerful space. And my superpower is for me to find exactly what it is that is causing you your suffering so that we can shift your perspective, so that you can step into a new way of being, which means you're going to start doing things a different way. That's what's possible for you in one hour with me. So I encourage you to hop on my schedule and book one of those calls. How much more suffering are you willing to endure? How much longer do you want to stay in this place of feeling stuck? So in last week's episode, I talked about being inspired versus stepping into transformation. This is something I'm going to continue to talk about. So I want you to be able to take uh, takeaways from each episode. And for those of you who know you are ready... And you can see how powerful it would be to get on a call. How can you not? Right? Courageous actions swim away from the shore. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it on social media. Share it with your friends, your family, your colleagues. And by all means, I would be so honored and so grateful if you would please head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. This is like podcast currency, and it helps other people out in the cyber world find this work. And I know that there are so many men and women who are going to benefit from this message in my unique way of delivering it. So until next time, take care of you. And remember, you are your number one priority. 
please make sure you are putting your physical and your emotional well-being at the top of your to-do list because you matter most of all.